I pledge allegiance to all horror in the United States of of, of horror and to the horror <laughs> yeah. in which it stands, yeah. one, one nation, nation under horror. <laughs> For which it stands. For, for, for which it stands, one nation under horror. <laughs> Just keep repeating that part. We could keep this in. <laughs> All right, ready? I'm Christine. And I'm Carissa. And we are here with In Horror We Trust. Before we start, I just want to read to you off of this note list of podcast name options that we had, which are hilarious. And no, we're not changing our name. We're stuck with it. But you be the judge. You have to hear the hilarity of the shit. Okay. The Slice Girls. Pretty good. Pretty horror whores. But horror no. whores. <laughs> Symphony of Scream. Symphony of Scream One that we almost went with But we did not want to take away From our fellow podcasters um, Cinescare Which we really liked Fond of fond of, Um, Attack of the Podcast The Chopping Dolls Which is also a good one I think Yeah. Uh, Ready Set Scare Again we didn't want to take away From other podcasts Uh, Terror Twins. Yeah. Panic Pals. <laughs> panic Pals. Which were the Panic Pals. I personally just think that makes us sound like we have too much anxiety. And we're yeah. just the Anxiety Twins yeah, at that point. The Anxiety Podcast. We just um, share our anxieties. <laughs> a Horrorphilia. But it's actually taken by a network. Yeah. It was, that one was good. That was it a, was. That was big big blow it was um this one is fond of my heart just because of the absolute cheese and love uh randy's radio oh yeah randy we could do a all right oh oh, we could (laughs) we could uh the last reel another kind of ominous good one yeah last reel What, what were we thinking? Body busters? <laughs> yeah, you be busting bodies. Bodies be busting and horrors a lot. It's kind of in the same vein, but Sister Slash? Like, why? Sister Slash. That should be a band. It let's should be. Band. Yeah. Let's start a band. Let's do it. What do you want to do? Let's both be drummers. (laughs) Just one extension of one another. A drummer with four hands and four feet. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) Um, Silence of the podcast. I don't even. What sounds of the lambs? What would our (laughs) silence of the podcast? That's just a meditation podcast. Silence of the podcast. What would be our tagline? It puts the lotion on its skin. We can't be too literal. <laughs> it puts the podcast in your ears. <laughs> <laughs> oh lord, dude! I rewatched that movie recently. So good. It it is a gem. So good. Like it Ted Levine. God damn. Oh, my I performance. Agree. I agree. That movie is creepy on a whole different level. You don't know what pain is. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty good, right? Accurate. Very accurate. <laughs> 
Um, the podcast under your bed. Oh yeah. The podcast of the living dead. Uh, late late night scare. Late night scare. We might record in the mornings. Who knows? Who knows? (laughs) A mid afternoon. (laughs) It is night. Uh, Dead o'clock. Dead o'clock. Thirteenth door. I don't know what. Oh, okay. I I can read it now. I thought it said ghoul, but it's it's evil. I don't remember this one. Pure and simply evil. Oh, yeah. This one. Going off of Michael Myers. Yeah, yeah. It's pure and simply evil. Evil. (laughs) I really like this one. Uh, Penny for your screams. Oh, yeah. (laughs) That was a good one. (laughs) For your screams. Uh, Camp Scare. Camp Scare. Spine Chiller. Diary of the Dead. No, Diary of the Dead's a fucking movie. Diary of Dread. Of Dread. Yes. Of Dread. You know the rules, which again I'm fond of. It was cute. It's cute. You don't know the rules. Do you know the rules? You you don't know the rules. This is just a podcast of uh of us talk- of scream <laughs> of scream fashion specifically of us just fangirling over mm-hmm. quotes from scream that we could potentially use as a podcast it, name for me it's the most quotable just iconic dialogue randy was just iconic yeah yeah randy everything oh, that came randy. out of that man's mouth oh jamie yeah. come back to us come back Hon- to us jamie honorable mention for Stu though he had some great one-liners yeah, of too. Of course, of course, fan favorite. Billy Probably was just a creep. Favorite. Yeah, he's good. Johnny Depp's brother. Yeah, he's just a creep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he did play like really good, like intense, just like cold. No, he did. He did a great job. I'm not undermining his yeah. creepiness at all. But he's I just, a creep. yeah, he's a creep. <laughs> he's a creep. Same Stu thing. was a creep too, but Stu was a funny creep. Yeah, it wasn't just a creep, creep. Yeah. Bond of Blood. Were we trying to be Bond blood sisters here? <laughs> Every podcast we start out with a blood pact. <laughs> Just, or we seal it with a blood pact. Oh, we split our fingers. <laughs> um, time to die. What were we thinking? It's time to die. <laughs> <laughs> out of darkness, I think we are. <laughs> Team no sleep. Team no sleep? Again, we just sound like we have anxiety. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. So, Scream 5. And Scream 6. Oh. Okay. Yeah, so, mm-hmm. big announcement just made. Um, they got the green light for Scream, technically Scream 6, but I guess... What do you even call this? Like, a sequel to this requel? The, the re sequel, if the, you will? I, I, I don't even know. Okay. Without jumping the gun here, yeah, I believe that Scream 5 would have been the perfect ending place right. for the series. So I yet to know how I quite feel about Scream 6. Yeah, I feel like Sp- I should go either way. Huge spoiler warning right off the bat, guys. Okay, <laughs> so if you have not seen it, highly suggest, please 
go see it in theaters. It's meant to be seen on the big screen. Mm -hmm. But warning you now, if you have not seen it, stop listening. Stop it. Stop. Stop it. Okay. With that being said. Yes. So what? They're going to get fucking Gail and Sydney back? I know. For part six? Are they really, Are they going to be down to? I feel like that's a hard sell on them because they were like... Mm barely gonna do this one until they you know read the script and it was good but yeah so apparently for scream five the only reason why courtney cox and nev campbell were down to be a part of this project mm-hmm. was because the filmmakers matt, matt bettinelli open and tyler gillette yes Where's the gillette 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 tyler re- reach out tyler can know. you tell us please gillette gillette they decided to write a letter to both Nev Campbell yes. and Courtney Cox. I'm trying very hard not to spill red wine on Christine's bed because we are on, both sitting on our bed right now. It would be a tragedy. It would look like... Yeah, you the, got white sheets. I know. It would look like someone got murdered in <laughs> yeah. my bed. Oh, How do I explain that? <laughs> Period. Oh, <laughs> Very true, um, very true. But they wrote a letter. They wrote a letter to both of these lovely women explaining to them how much the series meant to them and how they, like, essentially where they wanted to go with the movie and how they were part five. Yeah, for real. I mean, franchises are just, like, modern franchises are just kind of, like, not as much of a thing, you know? You had the 80s huge and they went into the 90s and... 2000s like texas chainsaw but it's like ones that started in kind of modern cinema and media almost doing a franchise that's been lasting and been successful i agree i feel like most of the times now when a movie comes out with a part two two it's almost an eye roll from like audiences they're like oh god more of it you know yeah i don't i feel like people just don't have the attention span to carry on I mean, I'm not talking shit. I'm one of those people. Like, after a while, I'm like, I'm done hearing about this story. Like, let's just move on and go to something new. So I get it. (laughs) And I feel like Scream 5 was kind of calling out that sort of culture of constant digging into past films and remaking them. And as they called, what, requels, was it? Yeah, in... in this one they dubbed it yeah. requels instead of i feel like again going back to that that's sequels. <laughs> that's more of what people are doing nowadays mm-hmm. where it's instead of like continuing on a series which i understand why people are just yes. rebooting stuff i would say it at least i don't know scream at least has made me believe well maybe i shouldn't say this definitively but like say it. it's scream made me believe like that's a cool way to do it but then, like, Halloween did let me down. So maybe I won't. You know. yeah, okay. I think we should just start out with saying this. Carissa and I are not fans of David Gordon Green's yeah. new Halloween series. Yeah. I think particularly she- Halloween Kills, oh, this last one, God. was a real kick in the, in the non-existent teeth? nuts. Or nuts. Us. Yeah. <laughs> I tits. <laughs> a real bludgeoning of the tits. God. <laughs> we'll, start. we'll start a new theme. Coming out. I kind of went into it with like this slight hesitation of if we're going to get a Halloween, 
I'm going to be so upset and not like mad, but right. just truly heartbroken because yeah. Scream is one of my favorite yes. series yes. in horror. That's and how I got into horror. Like that was the first horror film that I watched that stuck with me and I just really enjoyed. And like the characters, not to sound like a like a creep, like a creepo fan. I'm not, I'm not like Jack Quaid's character. <laughs> I will not do what they have done. Um, but like, it felt outside. like family, like growing up, watching that, rewatching it so many times and just loving all the films. Like Nev and Courtney and fucking David, like really, and of course Matthew. Matthew and Skeet, I guess, a little bit, but just really felt like family. Like, Nev is like mom. I just feel so fond over them. And, like, which is also why in Scream 5, I was, like, just seeing Courtney and David's character kind of hash out what happened, like, you know, stuff that happened in real life with them. And knowing that they divorced, like, really was heart heartbreaking. Like, it just felt like your parents that broke up. But anyway, just the emotional attachment there. Yeah, no, I agree. And to kind of go off of that, myself, again, I grew up with Scream. Mm -hmm. I saw Scream at a completely inappropriate age. <laughs> mm -hmm. Loved the hell out of it. Was completely creeped out because I don't think I quite understood what was happening on screen, but I loved it. Like yeah. these, these characters felt like my older siblings. Yeah. And I was just like, oh my God, they're so cool. Mm -hmm. Like they seem so hip. Like, right? <laughs> it just, it felt really cool. And I remember being so obsessed with this movie after seeing it for the first time. I would, I had a copy of it and would invite all my little neighbor friends to come and watch it with me. Oh and then my mom would get phone calls oh from God. their parents being like, how dare you let our kids see Scream? And my mom had to sit me down and be like, Christine, just because I let you watch something doesn't mean other kids oh, are allowed to watch this. Incredible. Like, you need to not, because Scream came out in what, 98? 96? 96, was it? or 90? 96. I could be totally wrong. Adam. No. <laughs> Adam Q. <laughs> oh, gosh. I, I could be totally 93? wrong. 96? 96? 96. Ooh, okay. um, I don't I think I quite <laughs> saw it at that point. Yeah. I think I it was a couple years until yeah. I saw it, but mm -hmm. I was, I remember being about eight years old. Mm -hmm. And my mom just, yeah, again, had to sit me down and be like, listen. Just because I let you watch these things does not mean other parents are cool with their kids seeing, like, horror movies. Like, and in my mind at that time, like, I just didn't get it. Yeah. I was like, I really like this movie. Mm -hmm. I want to share it with others. Like, this is so much fun. And I kind of had to get brought back into the reality of it of, like, hey, this is a rated R movie. This is not okay. So you're eight-year-old Christine. Yeah. And like... Ghostface. Yeah. Oh, oh no. Your garage. It was. <laughs> I was so obsessed with this movie that I begged my mom to be Ghostface for Halloween, oh. wore it as a Halloween yes. costume to my middle school, and my mom had teachers coming up to her being like, "Don't you think this costume's a little <gasps> inappropriate?" And my mom was it's like, "Covering your whole body." Yeah, but it wasn't. It wasn't that it was revealing. It was just what the <laughs> character was. I'm surprised that they like. I, I just feel like you know they'd be like the kids want to. Is. Well, essentially, my mom was like, who cares? Yeah. She's like, you're really going to tell my kid she has to take off this costume right now? Fuck you. Like, she's going to wear it. My mom was always super supportive. She yeah. loved horror. She's the reason why I love this genre so much. My mom does, too. I don't 
I don't have as much vivid memories as this, but I do remember watching them at an early age for sure. But like, that's funny because, you know, when you see TikToks of little kids dressed up as Michael and stuff or dancing with Michael, it's like celebrated now. Yeah, which is really weird. (laughs) I'm here for it, though. I love those videos. They make me smile. I think they're so cute. And if my child isn't like that, get the fuck out. I'm just kidding. (laughs) Send them to the adoption agency. Just kidding. Just well, kidding. I, I understand your respect for for the characters yeah. and just growing up with them. And I, I get it. And so going on down the line, like as the sequels began to came out, I was a little bit older. I watched them again. It mm-hmm. kind of solidified that storyline for me. And mm-hmm. just as we were growing up, we were watching these characters grow up through all of the sequels. Yeah. And... I just remember Scream 4 coming out Mm -hmm. and absolutely losing my shit. I was like, I can't believe they're making another one. Like, hell yes. Count me in. I remember buying tickets for the midnight release Uh. of that movie. Dragging one of my friends with me who could have cared less but was a supportive, nice friend, which I appreciate. <laughs> Stood with me, did the whole nine yards. Like, we got there early, saw all the little fangirls and boys wearing their scream shirts, uh, everything in line. Nice. We got in there and we watched it. And I was in awe yeah. that it was not disappointing. Yeah. Dude, Wes, killing it. Like, killing it. Killing it. Oh, and then to add on that whole sort of sequel talk, what director has continued making the sequels of their own damn movie. Yeah, for real. Yeah. All of them until, you know, he obviously... R.A.P. West. I am a firm believer if Wes Craven was still alive, he would have helmed Scream 5. Yeah. He would have done it. Yeah. He seemed really fond of it. Yeah. Um, Just thinking of you growing up, like, obviously watching and how you said... um, not really understanding it at the time, obviously, because you're eight years old. But then re-watching it and watching the sequels as they came out as you're older. Do you remember the point to where having more of like a horror background and just like kind of encyclopedia in your brain? And like, do you remember the point where you started really appreciating the like, you know, meta-ness of just the point of Scream and like it's owed to horror movies and breaking the rules of horror and stuff I like on- acknowledging it you yeah know? yeah no totally I honestly would say it was around the time that the fourth film came out yeah. not because I didn't have an appreciation for film or anything yeah. I loved anything horror yeah. for as long as I can mm-hmm. remember right. it's always been a part of like my entertainment kind yes. of go-to yeah yeah it's just, yeah. Yeah, like, it's just- just- Honestly, in a way, almost, dare I say, cathartic, because mm-hmm. you get to go on this wild ride with yeah. all these characters for the span of, what, an hour and a half, two hours? Mm-hmm. And then you get to walk away from it unscathed. Yeah. It's like riding Seriously. a roller coaster, but with less risk. Just seeing stuff that you couldn't even, like, fathom, fathom happening. Yeah. yeah. And at that point, um, I just feel like I had gotten so deep into the genre. I mean, I was going to conventions. I was mm-hmm. like meeting casts and crew from all of these movies and I was absorbed in it. And I mean, I was collecting and purchasing and viewing more and more and more content that by the time Scream 4 came out, I felt like I was so well versed in the genre yeah. that I was picking right. out 
little nuances yeah. of other movies and of that movie. And then I would go back and watch the screams that came beforehand and was noticing mm -hmm. all the little tidbits and Easter eggs and everything that were in all these movies for horror fans. Mm -hmm. And it made me fall in love with the series yeah. that much more. Right, right. Oh, sidebar, just so you know, Christina's much more of a veteran of the horror genre and just like community. I would just say like, I've, I've, I have loved horror from an early age, but like didn't get, I just honestly didn't know there were horror conventions and stuff, which is dumb. But like, yeah, I was much more of a casual viewer, but now it's like culminated. <laughs> and now I'm like, I still haven't been to my first horror convention and I am yearning to go with Christine. Which we've been, the thing. I will say COVID has put a damper yes. on that because oh there God. have been so many occasions where we could have gone to some. There was that one that was, had the bombest lineup oh right before COVID yes. happened. It was, was going to be in May, I think, of 2020. It had, it had Matthew Lillard, I think. I know. It, it is had, our joke. No. I, I like, Ugh. we sound like such fangirls right now, but it has always been a dream of ours to just meet to meet Matthew Lillard. Yeah, he might, he might be a... We'll just quote all his quotes. Oh, too, yeah. You guys are going to get so... <laughs> <laughs> you guys alone are going to get really annoyed with us because throughout, throughout our entire friendship, we have bonded off yeah. of er, Matthew Lillard's one-liners in Scream. Yeah. Like, we will... I Okay, so Chris, <laughs> Chris and I went to college together. And... Go <laughs> No. Just in case you caught that, you know what school you went to. <laughs> but um, we would sit there and constantly, like, she would come over to my apartment and we would be quoting this movie back. In, I mean, like, we would literally just be saying the dumbest crap. We'd be like, Booka! Yeah. And just <laughs> random stuff like that. And people would look at us like, what? Yeah. But Chris and I caught the references with one another. We thought just it was hilarious. On the same wavelength. Just you know. totally you vibing off of it. just click with someone. Yeah. Like, yeah. I mean, just seeing Christine at college, she was definitely the girl wearing all the horror, dope-ass horror shirts. And, like, you know, you have a just a definite, like, horror lover, metal, or, like, punk vibe about you, you know? Just usually wearing black and, like, the graphic, like, splatter tees and stuff yeah and i i used to be intimidated but not not in a way that i was like oh she's scary but just like she's really cool and like you were very seemed very confident which like honestly come to think of it was the same way that i thought of carissa because she always had this wacky <laughs> oh, just fun <laughs> colorful hairdo and she like i mean i remember it being like highlighter yellow and like all that these just like one. fun colors. And I, I remember seeing for a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> I remember seeing her around campus and thinking, this girl looks so cool. Like I wish I had that confidence, like wear my hair like That's that. Funny. Like she seems like such a vibe and I'm here for it. And it wasn't until I I would see you on the bus a lot. Oh I yeah. That's when I was I might have complimented something. Or we just talked. Yeah, we just talked at some point. I mean, it was inevitable. We yeah. were we saw each other so much on campus. And then we ended up working at a school market together. Yes. And really got to talk. And we got to talking and we clicked and we slowly started realizing our love for this genre. And I think that's kind of what brought our friendship closer and closer and closer. 
And when we both found out that one of our top, like, I would even consider <laughs> Scream, like, my second favorite movie of all time. Yes. Like, yes. I absolutely love this movie with every fiber of yes. my being. And once we kind of clicked on that, it was, like, good times from that point on. Yeah. And we, I remember she would come over to my apartment and we'd watch movies. I would go to her apartment and we'd watch movies. Mind you... We're in school for film. Yeah, which uh, we're not, we are desperately trying not to be the film students that you all know and hate. <laughs> if you honestly understand our struggle of having to turn off our film brains in order yeah. to enjoy, enjoy a movie, like we don't want to sit there and dissect stuff. We like that is like what we consider work. And like when we just want to hang out and watch a movie, we don't want to be doing that. So we just, I feel like film school will make you appreciate a lot, but also like hate a lot. Oh yeah. And ruin a lot for you. Yeah. Ruin a whole bunch for you. A whole bunch. And don't get me wrong. There are plenty of those types of students who just try to act very pretentious and won't like entertain the idea of a Marvel movie or like just a fun movie. They're just like too good for that. Which we makes are not me, this. Yeah. <laughs> Roll my eyes because at the end of the day, whatever entertains you entertains you yeah, and it doesn't have to consistently be some sort of like metaphorical breakdown or like some psychological like yeah. thing or some subtext of culture, which again brings me back to Scream and how yes. they dissect that and how right. they kind of poke fun of it that like it doesn't have to be that like movies don't have to have this underlying context to them that you have to sit there and discuss and dissect. Like movies can just be movies. Mm -hmm. They can just be fun to watch. Yeah. And we're okay with that. Like, it, we love B-rated movies. We love splatter. We love just... We love elevated horror. Oh, yeah. Okay. So I felt kind of attacked with that. <laughs> A little bit attacked. I remember when they said that in Scream 5, and it made me raise an eyebrow. We... Because... We sh yeah. We let out a... Yeah. <laughs> because... Chris and I definitely love the elevated, elevated quote-unquote horror movies. Horror. The artsy horror. We are huge, huge fans of Ari Aster. Yeah. We loved Hereditary. We loved Midsommar. And we get that those movies need kind of afterthought in yeah. order to kind of dissect it and, mm -hmm. and process what you just saw. But for as much as we like movies like that, oh, we love shit like Toxic Avenger. Yeah. And Psycho Gorman. So I, yeah, which is literally right there. Psycho Gorman, like those kind of movies that like literally you could be a snail and understand it. Yeah. But not... Okay, I say, <laughs> I do not say that disrespectfully. I promise. I No un, disrespect to the snails. Or the filmmakers. I love your movies. I swear. <laughs> yeah. I promise. Oh, I love them. I didn't even think. Like, <laughs> I, I thought of snails. I thought you were talking about snails. Yes. We love the snail friends. But, yeah. Like, it's just... You, you know what you made. I think there's a time and a place for every kind of film. And yeah. there's a space for every kind of film. Mm -hmm. And I just enjoy it all. And Scream 5 definitely um, put that under a microscope. But yeah. I'm here for it because, like Chris had mentioned, there are people that are like that. Yeah. And just, it's so exciting to see how successful Scream 5 has been. It just gives me so much hope and just excitement for the future of horror. It's um, one of those things where we were hopeful, but like cautious at the same yeah. time. 
because it was a movie that we held so dear to our hearts that we were afraid in the landscape of all these other films that have come out in the recent years that it was just going to tank. And again, with the directors that did Scream 5, what was that movie called that they had just made recently? Um, Ready or Not. Ready or Not. We both... Right? That's it. Yeah. <laughs> you liked Ready or Not, right? I did. I did. Yeah, we both a blast. fully enjoyed that movie. So we had a little bit of hope, I want to mm-hmm. say. But again, it was reserved. And I think for, for good cause. But we saw it and we were absolutely amazed. Yeah. Amazed. Like, I don't think I've left a theater feeling so good about a sequel in a really long time. In a really, really long time. Like, we... For real. And to be quite honest, I don't think a horror movie has moved me in such a way that Scream 5 did. I've never bawled so much. Never. Never. And I will admit, I (laughs) cried too. specifically. Yeah. Like, we were both... I remember specifically turning around in the theater and we looked at each other (laughs) with just tears running down our face and we're like, is this movie serious right now? The last thing we expected was to cry. But again, spoiler warning, it was the moment when Dewey died that we both really lost it. We were tearing up at like when Dewey's talking to Gail about the state of their relationship and and just like the love that's still there. And obviously just makes me think of their real life relationship and made me sad. But also like they do care about each other. Yeah. (laughs) Like, oh, movie parents. I know. And yeah, and of course, yeah, Dewey. Yeah, and finally, I know after fucking how many stab oh, wounds? Well, doesn't he? He made that comment <laughs> yeah, in the movie. Like, he was like, "I've been stabbed this many times. times, and I have a limp, and like, yeah, I've been shot at." Yeah. <laughs> dude, yeah, every like scream one through three. I forget if in four this he poor gets, man gets a. Does I he don't get think, anything well, he gets oh he he gets bashed with a. With a bedpan. Yeah. A bit, in the head. Like, like, really yeah. hard. But he hasn't been stabbed there. But, yeah, one through three, I was like, fuck, poor Dewey's he really just got getting rocked, through the ringer. Dude, his shit got rocked dude, multiple stabs. occasions. Dude, in the back. Ugh. Dewey. Oh I God. just, yeah, poor oh, guy. Okay, just, first of all, Scream may have my favorite horror scoring, like the original Scream, and it's been carried throughout. And Scream 5 did some great use of, like, music and just sound design overall. Like, when Wes is going through his house and, like, the tension it builds. And it, it like, literally builds up your tension and then deflates when they're playing all those tricks. Like, oh, he's not there. He's not there. He's not there. (laughs) Like, they fool you, like, three times and it's beautiful. I agree. And compliments it. This is why I, we like both act, suggested at the beginning, like if you were going to go see this movie, see it in theaters. Yeah. Because you, those speakers really pick up every little nuance in sound design yes. in this film and it's immaculate. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then going off of that, again, I keep saying that, but for real, um, the, all of the, um, all of the, fake jump scares that they do it was like they open a door and then you expect something to be behind it and there's nothing and then they they do it like two or three times and you like you eventually drop your guard because you're like they're not gonna do it and then they do it and you're like oh shit that got me because like the original scream 
did the fake out like but like once yeah and then they scare you this time it was just like over and over they like just keep it going can we just take a moment to crack up about kyle gallner's character oh, and God. how absolutely fucking useless his character Wait, no, was no, no, no. but it was great okay rewatching it the second time because okay. i was also wondering like okay so yeah he was just there and he got killed and you know the the, the characters point out when they're talking like so why kill the random dude at the bar or whatever and um, which we were wondering after the first viewing, we were like, yeah. And I thought, oh, maybe it was just to throw people off the trail. Like, oh, just kill on a random. Um, but they'd say that it it was Stu's sister's son. This oh. is Stu's nephew. That was Stu's nephew. Oh, that's, Bro. I didn't know that. Okay. Also, audience, um, <laughs> we are, we have been dying feet, like, theorizing what could happen oh in the screen and who could possibly come back or just what they'll do with it. We have been dying thinking that Stu would come back. That, you know, it is a popular fan theory, I believe, um, that the TV did not kill him in the first movie and that he would come back scarred, you know, older and just, I don't know what he would do. Maybe have some type of revenge to someone. <laughs> but yeah. Okay. So... One of my biggest disappointments, I think, is I, I don't know why I did this to myself either, but mm -hmm. I was so invested in that fan theory yeah. that Stu was going to come back. And uh, Carissa knows because yeah. I would be like, Carissa, listen, it's so plausible. Yeah. Like, <laughs> she, you didn't see Stu die. You didn't yeah. see him die. Like, we'll watch interviews of Matthew Lillard where yeah. he, and he's just talking about Scream. And we're like, dude, what's the, the, he's very like present on social media right yeah. now <laughs> and then I would tell her I'd be like well Carissa I I saw on TikTok that he was doing all these yeah, conventions yeah. like why would Matthew Lillard like he doesn't have a new movie like why would he all of a sudden be going to like horror conventions and everybody was freaking out about it and he had already said in like multiple tweets like oh yeah I'd love to come back this right? and that yes. so I was just stuck on this idea, like, no, it's going to be Stu. He came back and he was like, ha, 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 Sydney, finally time to finish you off <laughs> yeah. kind of deal. But yeah. on that note, <laughs> Adam and I were watching. So Jamie Kennedy has a YouTube video where he reacts to Scream 5. And he talks about how he was hanging out with Skeet and Matthew. They might have been at a convention or maybe they're just hanging out. But they were hanging out and... Uh, Talking about the, well, Skeet, he had said that Skeet and Matthew said, we were talking about a call, and Jamie didn't get a call, and they're like, you didn't get the call? Um, but they had gotten a call from the filmmakers, They didn't, and obviously Skeet's in the Scream 5, spoiler. <laughs> I'm just kidding at this point. Spoiler. <laughs> but yes, he is, but, so Jamie made it sound, I mean, he could have mis misspoke, but like, he made it sound that both Matthew and Skeet got a call. So maybe, maybe I was convinced <laughs> that this man was coming back to the yeah. movies. And then when they finally revealed who the killers were, there was a part of me that was just like, oh. Dude, he looks. Well, that happen. Like, yeah. <laughs> he looks so, so good. Like, I know. Please. I know. I'm like Something. still holding out some strand of hope that maybe in part six it's Stu yeah maybe he comes back how did you like the skeet skeet being on this one 
I was going to get to that eventually. That was the cheesiest shit I've seen in a horror (laughs) movie in a really long time. Yeah. It was something out of a damn soap opera. It was like, oh, my dad, he's a serial killer. He visits me. And it it was, was, I mean, it it didn't take away particularly, (laughs) but it was just, yeah. In theory, I understand why they all yeah. thought that that was a great idea, uh-huh. but execute. Okay, the, ex- the execution <laughs> was super cheesy because uh-huh. it wasn't like Skeet had aged at all. Yeah. It was like the younger him yeah. from the first movies reappearing as like this apparition right. that helped the main character out, and it was just very odd. And like you can tell. Like, it was just, it was, I don't know. I didn't like it. I thought it was weird. I think they did not need to have that in the movie. And yeah, that was yeah. probably the one flaw that I could be nitpicky right, on. Right. But, I mean, I feel like Scream is also making fun of us for doing this right now. Right. And finding yeah. <laughs> something to nitpick at. Like, I I definitely thought it was cheesy. And I didn't particularly, particularly like that it was like he was just in the mirrors. Like, I was like, okay, she's seeing him. Because, you know, she takes like... Is it antipsychotics? Yeah. I think, yeah, antipsychotics. It's her manifestation. But it's like, just when he, he just keeps appearing in mirrors and reflections, it was a little well, to me. I was like, you could just have him there. Like, she's seeing him. That was also something that, like, I wasn't really fond of in the movie is like, why was, what was her name? Was it Sam? Yeah. Sam. Yeah, like, why did Sam, Sam- Carpenter? Oh That's yeah. Right. Mm. Little little nod. <laughs> it all comes back to the original. Yes, we love it. We love a good little little ode to. Yeah. But I just don't understand why they had to make her this character that was on antipsychotics, that was having flashbacks of her serial killer dad. Like, why was that necessary? I mean, they do go into how she found out that her dad wasn't her dad. That her mom's husband was not no, her dad. No, definitely. And she got into drugs and all that. But I mean, that's fine. They could, it could have just been that. Like, why yeah, did she sure. have to be on the psychotics? Why did or antipsychotics? And why did she have to see the apparition? Yeah, like, I think the biggest moment where the apparition was too much for me was at the end when yeah, they like not the, the knife. knife. Yeah, like, like that was too much. Okay. It was too much. It was a little silly. I, I did love seeing Skeet again. Like, I think we all good. did. And yeah, it was I think really, we all did. really nice. But I think bringing back Stu who would be more plausible. <laughs> not just plausible, but it would have oh how how would I say like I feel like there would have been more motivation with it. Yeah. Because, you know, like, for instance, if he had gone through all that, like, obviously having a TV land on your face, you would be physically scarred from it. There would be resentment there. (laughs) I mean, he wouldn't be able to, um, what's the word? Um, Reacclimate into society because he would be arrested He's if a, they found out yeah. who he was. So having to live as kind of like a hermit, essentially, and then being disfigured yeah. would be so much fuel so to come after. Yeah. Essentially. <laughs> it would be so much fuel to go back after Sidney Prescott. Right? Like, yeah, that's very true. 
And you wouldn't have to have this like character that's like hallucinating about her dad that once killed people. Like, but again, I still really love the storyline. I love where they went with it. It was just one little cheesy note in the movie that, and I'm just still, I'm butthurt about Stu not being in it. But the one other moment that made us lose it was when they went into Randy's sister's house. And they pan, like, over the mantle. And you see the ode to Randy that she just had in her house. And I think Carissa and I relate to Randy. Like, we have love for certain characters in the movie. But our, I could say at least, I'm pretty sure you have the same sentiment. But Randy is our absolute favorite character in the series. Even though he only... Spoiler alert, if you haven't seen any of the other sequels, he only makes it to yeah. Yeah, the second. Yeah. Yeah, I but mean, he's our favorite. I mean, like, Randy is us, essentially. He appears in the third. But... Yeah. Yeah, yeah, he's us. He's, he's us. a fan. He's a fan who he... knows the shit of horror. Yeah. Um, and that you don't just... know the rules. You don't know the rules. <laughs> he's behind you. Oh, that was another great yeah. scene. In the new one, where they mm-hmm. bait, essentially they bait. The, oh my god! I remember like Inception. <laughs> I loved it when they had her just sitting there, and I was like, all you could think of is Randy sitting on that couch, yes. and it then was, and then she like catches herself, and she's like, wait, yeah, and she looks back, and you expect like it to see, it and it, oh, it was yeah. so great. It was so great. And all, I, all the callbacks were just so good. Like when Jack Quaid, fuck, what's Richie? His name's Richie. Um, his character's <laughs> name is Richie. Um, you know, when he's going into the basement and then he does the like, I'll be right back. Uh, uh, yeah. Like, that's just like, we do that as fans. We know? do. Like, we so do. Funny. They just, it's so great. I love it. There were a so many movie. callbacks to the original film. And I feel like they did it in such a tasteful way where it wasn't like recreating it like scene for scene, but it was enough of a callback that we would recognize it, but they still did it in a way that was new and inventive that did not make it boring visually because we weren't like, oh, we're sitting through this again. It was exciting Mm -hmm. and it was, at least as a fan of the original, I was sitting there going, oh shit, no way they're doing it again, yes! Like I just, fueled the inner fan in me the mindy character was totally that driving device yes um and like when amber goes down to the basement like mm. tatum is getting the beers and she's like you know questioning her all hardcore and just like yes. a little mind playing each other but just based on like fan knowledge and just horror knowledge yeah because it was fun. like they were addressing the things that we all think <laughs> yeah. like why would you go to a basement mm-hmm. alone by yourself to go get drinks there's a killer on the loose yeah <laughs> like it's just not a smart thing to do and i love how they question that in the movie so it was like this movie was like the ultimate meta of meta yeah totally I, it, was, it wasn't it wasn't like overly done to where you're just like okay too much you know it was just it was perfect it was like icing on the cake just perfectly done going back to easter eggs well but easter eggs (laughs) yes please more easter eggs i just um i know you caught it the first time but like and i'm sure all fans like have known this but the kirby yeah kirby was like I watched a video where it's like all Easter eggs in Scream 5. And so when they go on that point, I was like, okay, finally I can see it. Cause 
I watched it twice and I still just missed it because I was like so caught up in the story and everything. Um, but yeah, I just love that because like Kirby was my favorite character from that one besides like the leg oh, legendary characters. Kirby was like the new age Randy. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And she's just so cool. And like, I was so sad when she got killed off and to see that it was like, oh, Kirby, survivor of Woodsboro, you know. I was like, wow. I know. <laughs> That's cool. Did you catch the um, Sydney being married to Mark? So her, she mentions her husband. Well, um, Dwight, when he calls her, he's like, how's Mark, her husband? Yeah, I remember that. At least in the video I watched, that is, we assume, could be Mark Kincaid, the detective in the third one. Because, you oh know, they're flying. Oh, my God. I... <laughs> Yeah, I didn't catch that until they pointed it out in that fucking Fucking video. mind blown Dude. right now. And I was like, yeah, I thought they were flirting fucking... They totally know. were. And obviously he's at the end. He's over her house and fucking pooping his pants. And no. Um, you know, they were chatting. Oh my God. I did not connect those dots. I know, Mark. Like, I remember his last name, Kincaid. And it's funny because we watched the third one before we rewatched the fifth. And still didn't catch it. That's awesome. So maybe if Nev does the sixth one, I was like, maybe Kincaid they... comes back. Yeah, Patrick Dempsey. They could like show her family life a little bit, and you know I'm he down. experienced. Yeah, experienced it. <laughs> that would be interesting. Would be interesting. Oh wow. I don't know, man. It'll. It would be. I don't. Scream 6 can go very of many yes. ways. <laughs> yeah. I know. It would really suck if just because the fifth one was just, you know, on such a high note. I know. I just, and the way that that six or six, five ended, it was kind of just like not beautifully wrapped up in a neat little bow, but like I feel yeah. like it tied off the series plenty well. With a little ode to Wes at the end. And it was just... I mean, could it go further? Yes. Should it go further? Right. I don't... And I don't losing know. one legendary character is like... That was hard. That was hard. That and was hard. Are you going to do it again and just knock them all off? Or like, how are you going to do this? Cause... I think the only way that they could do a part six is if they killed off all the OGs. That's the only way they could do it. In my opinion, in order to keep Ooh. it... Velvet. And are we ready to see Nev die? Oh are we God, ready to see Courtney no. Cox die? Because Dewey was hard enough. Yeah. Dewey, David Arquette. I like yeah. how we just keep flopping Dewey with their Dane names. Oh man, so many great like callbacks. There's um, there's a point you know when Richie gets um, it's Richie gets sliced on the arm, mm -hmm. right? which is like happens in the fourth and the second one to yep. like the red hair. Well. The fourth one, it was Emma Roberts. She gets sliced on the yeah. arm the same way, but as the second Someone one, the boyfriend. Someone red herring. Yeah. So I was like, it's always either a red herring or a killer that gets yep. that specific slice on the forearm. Which, again, is so brilliant of Scream 5 to do yeah. because it, it keeps so... you guessing and yeah. on your toes. Right. It's not only an homage, but if you're a true fan yeah. of the series, it kind of plays with your brain a little. Yeah. And you're like, like, wait, is it? Is it not? Is it? Just is it a red herring? Yeah. So it kind of plays with like all of the like predisposed kind of almost quote unquote rules yeah. that you have like aligned in your mind of like who the killer might be.
It's like, that's how you know, like, these filmmakers were totally fans. They just... Yes. Those little details and callbacks. Yeah. So fun. Which they easily could have left out. Yeah. I mean, I feel like anybody else helming it may have or may not have. But I just, I love that they kept true to the kind of motif of screen. And to see filmmakers that respect the series and and the original so much that they were not only paying homage but again we're doing it in a very inventive and ingenious way to satisfy fans of this series but also to not recreate a movie that's already been done and to add more motive and to add more to a storyline yeah i've been seeing some comments or just like Articles or whatnot of um, kind of defining Scream as like, oh, Scream statement on toxic fandom. And remember, we watched the Q&A when the yeah. guy brought that up. Yeah. And they're like, oh, well, it's not really like that's the thing. You know, that's not the point of the film that fandoms can be toxic. No, like, I think that's that kind of goes to the whole the whole same respect in the first film where um What's that line that Billy says? Like, he says something like... Movies don't create psychos, movies make psychos, psychos more, more creative. Like, yeah, it kind of it plays off of that where... Yeah, I don't know. I just... I, I didn't think that was, like, the takeaway. No, 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 no. I mean, they weren't saying that. I think just it just like, kind of pokes fun at yes, the fandom. Because, totally. like, being in the fandom, like, we know how toxic other horror fans can be, where it's like, oh, if you haven't seen this movie, you're not a real fan. Yeah. It kind of <laughs> goes along the... Gatekeeping. Yeah, total gatekeeping. It's kind of like that whole thing where, like, uh, I mean, as women, I'm sure we've experienced this, where, like, we wear a band t-shirt, like, we'll wear a queen shirt, and we'll have men come up to us and be like, name three queen songs! And it's like, fuck you, dude. Like, we like the genre. Like... Yeah. We, we, we enjoy it. We love it. And like, yeah. but at the same time, yeah, I don't know. Toxic fans are, are in everything. And I just think that's kind of the nature of the beast yeah. at the end of it. And the movie being made by fans for fans. Yeah. Is like a, a nice, it was like a fun jab. Again, yeah. I think it's all in good fun. I don't yeah. think it was meant to be malicious at all. Yeah, I think it was funny like, because... It's just, it's not the takeaway from the film. No. Then. As fans <laughs> ourselves, whenever they were poking fun at the fans, yeah. we were cracking up and we're like, oh my god, yes, we see this. Yeah, that's me. <laughs> we, we saw ourselves in it, but not only did we see ourselves in it, but we, we were able to call out those people that act <laughs> that way and that think that way. Yeah. And it's just... It's really funny. It almost got to a point where it was so meta that it was just like, wait, it's like it, it was too much at some points mm -hmm. where it was just like, I feel like it's a movie within a movie yeah. calling back to right. us right. in the movie at the movie. It yeah. just it yeah. became it became yeah. like too self-aware at times where you were just like, oh, OK, but not in a bad way. Yeah. In a way that just kind of makes you question yeah. How fandoms work and yeah, also super fun. Yeah. It was it was a lot of fun. Okay. A big thing that I had to I kinda have to comment on, which I remember talking to you about after we saw this. Yeah. The kills were so insanely brutal in this yeah. movie. Yeah. I feel like which in the QA 
the the filmmakers were saying, oh, well, I had always thought they were brutal, you know, in the, but I feel like this one specifically was definitely okay. more, like, graphically. The fourth one was pretty, I feel like the fourth one and then to the fifth one was the most brutal. Okay, so I will say this. The films that came before it were definitely brutal. I mean, if you, like, looking back into the 90s, Scream did something more. that, like, a lot of films hadn't done. There was an obscene amount of blood. Yeah. But again, it was kind of like, yeah, you saw them stab them. You saw a lot of blood. But like, not in the same way. Like this movie, yeah. like when, I forget what, like Dewey's death, dude. Yeah, like, they like... Okay, not only did you see him get stabbed and blood splurt everywhere, but he was literally gutted. gutted. Yeah, they pulled like the knife you, through yeah, the they, stern, like, through And the as they pulled it up, like, you could... It was almost palatable. Like, because you would see the knife go in and you would see them struggle. Because, I mean, it couldn't be that easy to gut a fucking human being. Oh, God. Ooh, and, strength. I know. <laughs> and you could see that. Like, they struggled for a bit. And there would be that, like, kind of, like, <clears throat> kind of, yeah. like, motion to get the yes. blade up. And as you're sitting there as a viewer, you're just like, oh, my God. Yeah, the like, sound. The sound and everything mixed with that. So I just think that <laughs> these... Is that pretty good? Absolutely perfect. <laughs> I just feel like these death, like, it was just so much, it was a yeah. different kind of brutal. And, like, for the, it was the first time, I think, that a ghost face, like, he did, like, double hand down on the knife, oh my pushing God. it. Yeah. And then it was, like, slowly going into yeah. it. And they show that, like, take their time showing that. Yeah, that was brutal. And that was another thing. The, the camera took its time. On these deaths. Yeah. Like, it lingered in the most uncomfortable ways on each damn death. I was going to say, and he kills, you know, the sheriff in broad daylight. But he killed Randy in broad daylight. Yeah, but this was in the open. Yes. <laughs> that was in the van. This yes. was in the open. And wow, yeah, that one did make me jump a little bit when yeah. it just pops out. And, like, just the rapid succession. And they yeah. don't, like, cut they just show you're just, it, just in bah, it. Bah, 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 bah. Yeah. You're just <laughs> in it. Like there's no yeah. cutaway where you're like, okay, it's getting too intense. Like, don't yeah. get come off of that. Right. Come off. No. It just lingers in it. Yeah. And I think that's a brutality that like we just have not seen yeah. in a screen film. The the like shot that lingers, like after he kills Dewey. Or she. It was it was Amber at the time. But <laughs> after it kills she kills Dewey. And then that shot that just lingers on Ghostface standing over his body. It was a badass shot. I was oh, like, yeah. fuck. Oh, yeah. It really makes, like, has it, like, soak into you. Yeah. And you're just like, wow. <sighs> Dewey. He broke the rule. He was, he, try he was trying to follow a rule by okay. double tapping in the head. Broke a rule, but essentially saying I'll be right But back. you know what I found ironic about Dewey doing that? Is that Sydney did that in a previous movie. Remember, I think it was in Scream 2, where her and her college friend were in the in the police car. Yeah. And, um... Oh, yeah. I forget how. To, yeah, yeah. She, yeah. like, they're, they're going They're about away. to run away. She's and like, then she's like, I have to see. Yeah, I have to see who it is. But in this movie, she goes up, he disappears, and her friend ends yeah. up getting murdered. Yeah. But in this round, yeah. 
Dewey got it. Yeah. 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 Oh yeah, god, that was brutal too. And just slowly going into the neck, and you see the imprint of the knife. In oh the neck. my god! Yeah. Oh. Which yeah. again, I Dude. feel like they Mom's had fine. really great makeup artists yeah. on this shoot. Totally. I feel like it was minimal CGI, at least from what I could tell. Yeah. Um, and the effects like that literally looked like it was going through a person's neck. Yeah. It like kind of, and oh, I mean, gosh. we're, we're gore hounds. We love the gore. We can tolerate the gore, but that even made me wince for a second where I was like, Oh, yeah. like, and again, they lingered on that shot for so what felt like death, a dude. decade. Yeah. It was, it was brutal. Yeah, he used the two hands there. I yeah. don't know. That just seems so much more intense to me because it's like, yeah. oh, he's really putting all his strength into it. Yeah. <laughs> like, it just makes it feel so much slower, like having someone resist and then they put the two hands just to get yeah. that extra push. On. Drive that a little Ooh. further home. Yeah, Ghostface is gnarly, this mm. one. But at the same time, with the complete, like, vigor that the killers were going after their victims. What I loved about this was I felt like the main characters, specifically the females, fought so hard against Ghostface in this movie. Mm. Like they didn't like the beginning scene with um was it Amber? Was it Amber? Um, was that the Amber? sister. The, the sister. The sister. I forget her name. Fuck. I, I'm sorry. Name. We're so bad with names. We are so. Adam, uh, can you help us? Sam. Tara. 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 Um, yeah. Tara fighting off Ghostface in that beginning, like she was. Yeah. She was throwing blows she's a and thing, she and she's tiny, yeah. and she was still like, I was like, okay, girl, yes, get away yeah. from this, like. One thing I love about Ghostface is he is the clumsiest slasher. I know. I know. He really is. He, it makes him or feel the she. most kind of yeah. human in a way. Yes, definitely. Um, yeah, he's, he can still be so brutal. Yeah. I mean, like, fuck, in, that, in that beginning scene, he, like, crushed her leg. Yeah, he stopped By stomping on it. Oof. But Tara still continued yeah. to fight back. And yeah. I was like, I love that because in a genre where you get the whole quote unquote damsel in distress kind of characters who's constantly tripping. Yes. And fumbling and can't run and yeah. can't, doesn't know whether again, even yeah. Randy had these call outs and, and Nev's yeah. character yeah. had these call outs where instead of running out the door, they are running upstairs. And then like, she does it. Yeah. Yeah. But, but she's she... still fighting yeah. the entire yeah. way out. And Absolutely. I feel like the screen series has done this mm -hmm. through and through, through all the movies, like even Tatum, like in, in the original Scream, yeah. fighting off Ghostface Nailed in the garage. Nailed them beer bottles. <laughs> I mean, like swings that refrigerator door yeah. open on his head, knocks him around with the beer bottles. Like all the yeah, women in these the movies like fight back. And I yeah. love that. Yeah. I mean, not all of them are successful, but <laughs> yes. at least they try. Right, right. Which I feel like as a person watching the film, which they kind of got into that meta aspect in Scream 2 with Jada Pinkett Smith's character at the theaters, mm -hmm. like screaming at the movie. Yeah. Like we're all <laughs> sitting there as audience members, like screaming at characters, like fucking hit him, throw the pot on his head. Like, what are you doing? Run that way, run this way. 
And to see the women like actually doing that totally. is totally refreshing to see. Whether or not they make it away from Ghostface or not <laughs> yeah. is like fine, but to see that fight being put up and to yeah. not go down without some sort of yeah. like tussle is really refreshing to see in a slasher. Absolutely. But yeah, are there any, like anything, does anything in the movie stand out to you that like you would have wanted to change? I mean, like, I know we talked about how I was really gung-ho and sat on Stu being the killer, right. but was there any moment like that in the film that you wish would have played like your, what you wanted to happen or that you just personally wish would have been different? I will say I wish there was more of Nev and uh, Courtney. Like, a, a little bit more for them to do, I guess. They, they came in, like, maybe halfway. Yeah. Basically, like, really came in. And then, like, which I get it. Like, you know, you have this whole new cast to, like, show and stuff. But, yeah, I mean, I love them. You know, I, want, I would love to see them more. You know, because they came in, like, try to talk to the girl, and then it just goes to that end the climax where they're at the house and stuff so i definitely agree i feel like courtney cox was an afterthought yeah her character did not do much in this movie i feel like the stuff they showed in the trailer was like most, most of, of what was in the movie yeah. of her yeah. i mean again though i think that her character played a part in how we reacted to do yeah, death absolutely. because i think seeing her fully break down seeing do yeah. you come out in a body yeah. bag like further just dude. dug that knife in yeah. us where it just oh, made that was us so heartbreaking because the first and second oh movie when he gets injured but yeah. he gets he's in the stretcher he's not in a body bag yeah. and she runs to him like oh I know. well the second one she runs and i feel like that that kind of played into their yeah. real life where just them separating yeah. ties and it was just kind of like, oh, this is really the end of yeah. Gail and Dewey, which is like oh, kind of how we yeah. feel about them as like actors. Like yeah. this is it. They're done. You know, yeah. I'm so sad. It's so sad. It makes me tear up thinking about it. Mm -hmm. Like no, none of us wanted to see Dewey die. Yeah. But, and I also miss, there was still a little, you know, obviously Gail Spitfire, but like, oh yeah, she has some really fun, funny dialogue, like in the other movies. So I wish I got more of Gail. And I missed Gail's insane outfits, which I don't think we got in this movie. Yeah. You got the color, like color coordinates. Oh yeah. But not like, pop, but. not like wild colors or insane yeah. haircuts or yeah. any. <laughs> the bangs. The bangs. <laughs> Yes! Yes! <laughs> uh, great. But, yeah, Sanchez. like, I, that was kind of kind of upsetting. I was like, where is where is yeah. her kooky outfit? But, I mean, I get it. It has to change yeah. with the times. And totally. I feel like that would have stuck out like a sore thumb now because yeah. she's not the Gail Weathers we right. knew. Like, right. she's definitely stepped away from that yeah. role and whatnot. And I mean, they even poke fun at it when she comes back into town. They're like, oh, is this for your new book? Yeah. And she's like, no. Yeah. So, I mean, I get that, but. 
And hey, they still did a great job. They did. They did. They nailed it. Oh, okay. I did want to bring up that Christine and I have always something from the screen movies that we just love and like it's our goal to make happen. Is in Scream Four the Stabathon? Oh my god! The Stabathon party and marathon. We want to do that for Scream. Like we want some like isolated, with we, we, minus the like violence. Minus <laughs> we don't want actual Ghostface coming out and murdering us all. <laughs> but it would be so fun to get. I just love that idea. It was like an isolated little barn and like throwing a, a party and just. A marathon of the movies where we get everyone's dressed up, saying the lines, screaming the lines, where we get so fucking meta. Yeah, it's not even funny. Yeah, but we've always wanted making that. it a drinking game. Yeah, watching the movies. Oh my! Well, we've done that. Yeah, we have. And we got trashed within <laughs> the first like twenty minutes of the movie. <laughs> our our like our drinking rules were ridiculous, and we realized within the first 10 minutes that we completely screwed up and it was a mistake. <laughs> um, but we've always wanted to do something like that. It was always kind of like, and I feel like we sought that out when we went to go see the Scream 1 and 2 at the slumber party at the Hollywood yes. Forever Cemetery. That was super fun. Oh, People it was dressed so up. much fun. Although, because I, we both, we brought like two ghost face masks yeah. and, you know, they just a little anxiety around masked people <laughs> they yeah. didn't let you wear it walking around but for photos you could yeah but like yeah Which it was, was great to see it was great that there. experience was absolutely amazing hollywood yeah. forever or sin what what are they called sinispia did a phenomenal job yeah. at hosting that event it was great but at the same time, we just want that really raw experience yeah. of people quoting Randy's lines yeah. and quoting people, like at least like you couldn't hear people really quoting the movie. Yeah. Like we would quote it. Maybe you might hear a couple people around you, but like I want that like we're just almost yeah. screaming along with the movies. Yeah. Where we're just obnoxious about it. Because yeah. I always like every time anybody wants to watch that movie around us, we always warn them. We're like yeah. We're going to be quoting it. We're going to be obnoxious. You're not. If you've never seen it, you do not want to see it with us. Yeah. Because we had a couple of friends. Oh, yeah. Watch it with us. Oh, yeah. I think they were definitely like. They were like, shut the fuck up. (laughs) Like, they were not about it. They kept getting distracted by us. And we were trying our hardest not to. But as fans. We've seen it so many times. We can't help it. I mean. Just in our day-to-day conversations. Like we'll not be a day goes you. by when buka is not said. Oh my god, a million times. Like we'll be texting each other and we'll send voice memos of yes. us like making some sort of stupid reference to the movie. Not stupid, amazing reference, but like we get obsessive about it. So we just want. Maybe we'll do it. Maybe we'll I'm, I'm just saying, like when if this if this podcast gains traction, that would be a fun event to throw. Mark our words. If this does... A fan we, event. We're going to do a fan event. If this gains traction. And we'll rent we'll, the place out. We'll just... We'll call it Stabathon. Fuck it. Yeah. But Make we'll sure play the screen movies. DDs or Safe Rides Home. Yes, but. please. We'll play drinking games along to the movie with everyone. But you got to put your keys in a basket. Yeah. 
an Uber home if you're drinking, please. We do not condone drinking and driving. Yes. Don't condone that. But it'd be so fun. It'd be amazing. With the right people. A dream come true. Cheers to that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we were sitting here enjoying a glass of wine, reminiscing. Thanks so much for our drinking blood. So here's to Scream. Here's to Wes. To Wes. For Wes. And it would not be... <laughs> and it would not be in our true fan selves if we didn't say... I'll be right back! <laughs>